Philly versus the World Emergency Podcast. I'm John Franco Liano with my good friend and Cowboy fan, Drew Bishop. We've got breaking news coming out of Philadelphia. It is Carson Wentz being benched and Jalen Hurts being the starter for what I think will be a move that will last the entire season or for the rest of the season. But this is just our first reaction to it. And Drew, let's start with you as somebody who tries their best. I will give it to you, tries their best to be very objective when it comes to the Eagles and not, you don't put so much hate into them, even though you are a Cowboys fan, but that's what I respect about you. But what was your gut reaction? Oh my Lord, man. And Hey John, you're making me blush early in the podcast. It's not going to be nearly as fun if we're friends and buddies and, and loving each other the whole time. No, no. Slow down on that. No, that's how, that's um, what I first do. I start you yeah, out nice, but then I'll get you. <laughs> Ease into it. Well, let me tell you, John, I went, uh, I had my, my last show of the semester. Uh, you know, I'm still a part of WHIP Temple Student Radio. So I had my last show on Monday, right? So, uh, first initial reactions, me and, uh, two guys from the station, uh, you know, talking about, you know, Hertz coming in in that second half. And uh, from speaking to them, from speaking to, you know, a lot of other Philly fans, it seems like people are very hungry for Jalen Hurts. And, and I think, I, I don't know, you might agree with me, but I think that it's kind of an oversight. And I think it's a bit of a, a miscalculation. It's kind of like a, a, a not a football guy take, right? Is to have Jalen Hurts in the game. Albeit, let me speak first and say, Jalen Hurts in that Packers game, he looked confident. He looked poised. He looked mobile. He, he, looked, he looked ready to play, not like a, a scared backup or, or anything of that nature. And, you know, Lord knows he's playing with an offensive line that's tattered and, you know, Swiss cheese and what have you. But I really don't think that in that football game, Carson Wentz, was was a huge issue in, in their offensive movement. I think once the Packers go up 23 to 3, Hertz is in the game. The Packers clearly played super lax defense. And even in that situation, Jair Alexander was a thousand percent at fault for that touchdown to Greg Ward. That was just a, a pass breakdown, right? And not taking anything away from Hertz, but but it was clear that, you know, the Packers defense was playing to win and it wasn't playing to, you know, keep the Eagles to three. Then the Jalen Rager punt return happens and, you know, we really have some momentum. I mean, I just think it's kind of a quick reaction and we'll kind of get into Wentz's role into all this in a bit. But I think Carson Wentz still and I never thought I'd be saying this being a Carson Wentz defender after all these years. But Carson Wentz is really getting the short end of the stick in this situation. I think he still deserved both the New Orleans game and the Cardinals game to prove that, you know, he could win a gutsy one for the Eagles, an Eagles team, which frankly, I haven't been impressed with the separation of their receivers. I haven't been impressed with the play calling. Obviously the offensive line has been tattered. Uh, You know, we know the issues in the secondary outside of Darius Slay have been hard. You know, the linebacking issues were a big problem early in the year. So I just feel like there's a lot of issues on this team and, and and a lot of casual sports fans are condensing them down to Jalen hurts will give us a spark when he comes in the game. And, And frankly, John, I, I just don't buy that, but I, I'd love to hear your thoughts and, and kind of what you have to add to that. I agree. I did not think Wentz should have been benched for the, this upcoming game against the Saints. I would have started him, but for the Packers game, yeah, sure. Bench him, whatever. It doesn't matter. Let's see what Jalen Hurts has. And yes, he looked really good and not really good, but pretty good. And his confidence was up and it just seemed like that he brought this sort of energy but I agree with you. I think the Packers just didn't know what to expect from Jalen Hurts. So like you said, they were just trying to win the game, not just keep them to three points. And defense like that is just trying to prevent something rather than 
you know, really push for something. Yeah. It's almost like the bend, but don't break defense, but it was just that the Packers did break. Mm -hmm. I just think that there's a lot of good things happening for Jalen hurts that weren't going on for Carson Wentz because the Packers game planned for Carson Wentz. So all of a sudden you're not expecting a benching like that to happen in the middle of the game. So you're Mm going to try to do all you can to make sure Jalen hurts doesn't completely hurt you. Now did the Packers get surprised. Yeah, everybody got surprised that Jalen Hurst was able to haul that fourth down and long pass to Greg Ward for a touchdown. It was a beautiful throw, no doubt. But that's the thing. When it came time to really stop Jalen Hurts, right, on that last possession where they forced the, I believe it was a three and out, when the Eagles had the ball and they were supposedly going to take the lead, they had all the momentum, all that good stuff. The Packers stepped up and they mm-hmm. stopped them. They're like, oh, crap. We have to, we have to actually... <laughs> try because our special teams totally just laid a crap against Jalen Rager. The other pick that the Eagles made this year it was just yeah, nice. Howie Roseman, Howie Roseman day. Look at Howie Roseman. Yeah, Howie Roseman was like, do I get to keep my job now, Jeffrey? But nah, I, I would have started Carson Wentz for the rest of the rest of the season, just to see what you have in him because I don't see what the benefit of sitting him down is right now, because you sat him down for the rest of the game against the Packers. Jalen Hurts did well enough where it should have waken up or woken up Carson Wentz. Yo, bro, you got to step at the bleep up, you know, because we got this young stud here, a young rookie who's ready to take your job. The fans have turned on you. As long as uh, Carson Wentz just sits back and watches Jalen Hurts play, I think that, and hopefully Jalen does really well. If that happens, then that's good for Carson Wentz because maybe it'll light a fire under his belly. But right now, I just think he should have been starting for the rest of the season. I think he learned his lesson, to be honest. I think he's got humbled. No, I think he has been humbled as well. And I don't know. I mean, let's look at this from a lot of different angles. First and foremost, you know, we are, you know, giving Carson Wentz a lot of benefits of the doubt. Let's both acknowledge here and now he has been a subpar quarterback, bottom half of the league this season. And, And there were even moments in that game that you go, you know, what is going on with Carson? Albeit, you know, he was dealing with pressure, but that throw to Goddard, John, in the second half, Goddard wide open in the middle of the field, you know, that's a touchdown if he if he hits him in stride. And, you know, that's a, that's a throw that the guy on the opposite side of the sideline, Aaron Rodgers, could have easily hit Goddard in stride, right? And, you know, we won't get into the Carson Wentz-Aaron Rodgers comparisons that were happening a few years ago. That was the last throw before he got benched, believe it or not. Or last completion, I'm sorry. Was it really? Yes. Oh, wow. See, because that's the thing. I think that that's really might have been why Doug did it was because that was such a major play. They were able to flip the field. But what happens right after? What is it? They have a four yard loss and then a three and out able to convert. I don't think they gain a single yard. They actually lost four yards after that throw. So, I mean, it was clear that Carson Wentz was stalled. But I I don't know, John, I was I was once again, I'll go back to my show uh, on Monday. I I was talking with these fellas and and one of my co-hosts was just saying, you know, you could see it when when Hertz comes in. You know, there's a spark in the team. The team gains a spark. And it's something it's 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 a weird philosophical thing that football fans like to throw in there. This guy gave us a spark. And and I'll tell you the same thing that I told you earlier in the group chat. You know, Jordan Mailata is not witnessing Hertz come in and go, oh, I'm suddenly going to run block 10 times harder. Like this is going to be my best block. You know, Jalen Rager doesn't go, oh, it's time to, you know, bring out that explosive. This Hertz right. is in the game. You know, it, you know, a, a burst is necessary. You know, it, it's interesting. Oh, oh, look, new, new face in the game. Oh, this guy, he's mobile. He's moving the ball, yada, yada, yada. That's important. But it, it's not like a thing where like Jalen Hertz comes in and just, you know, inflates this deflated balloon that is the Eagles team. Like, that's not going to happen. 
And I think that's important. You know, what we're saying here with the Green Bay Packers with game planning is that the Green Bay Packers game plan for Carson Wentz, like you said, they obviously game plan very well because they held him to three points. And Jalen Hurts comes in the game in, in kind of a, a prevent defense situation uh, and he fires him up. And, and I, I just think that Carson Wentz is getting the, the, the short end of the stick. Uh, I, I'm not sure, you know, you know, this decision was made earlier in the week. I'm, I'm not sure, you know, the forces. Oh, at, night. I'm not sure the forces at play. Like, can we get into, you know, like Dougie P's role in all this? Like, why do you, you and you as you know, I know you're very close to the team, you know, you know, as much about the Eagles as anybody else I know. You know, why is Doug Peterson choosing to do this? And why is he why is he making this call so early in the week, too? He seems so sure of it. So back first thing to answer that question about the spark. I think some players thought that Carson Wentz should have been benched earlier. So Mm -hmm. when they finally saw that change, maybe it gets a little bit of fire under their butt. It's weird, but I can see it being just a little bit like having some credibility to it. But I completely agree with it. (laughs) But to answer your question about Doug Peterson, I think he's feeling some heat from the man upstairs that is Jeffrey Lurie. I think Jeffrey Lurie loves Carson Wentz, but maybe a little birdie went down to Doug Peterson's office and said, hey, Jeff's not happy up there. You could lose your job. And one way to fix it is not by fixing Carson Wentz. Is by starting Jalen Hurts. Why would you, if I can interject, why would Jeffrey Lurie say that? He has, you know, uh, over a hundred million of his dollars invested in this Wentz guy and pennies on the dollar on Hurts. Why would he be pressing Peterson to do this? Well, I don't think he's pressing him to start Hurts. I think he's pressing him to fix this team. Okay. Because, and one way for Doug Peterson to fix this team, he's like, "Mm, I got to start the young guy. Carson just isn't doing it for me. I tried doing everything I can to help Carson. I, I handed over some playing calling duties to Press Taylor and Rich Scangarello, Marty Mornwig, all these stupid fat voices that make no sense to Carson's ears because Carson clearly has too many voices in his head. It sucks, but I think Doug Peterson is feeling some heat for his job. And to him, he's saying, to save my job, maybe I need to start the young guy. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. The Eagles did this to themselves, correct? We could agree on that. They started this controversy when they drafted Jalen Hurts, correct? Yes, they're solely responsible. Yes. But Howie Roseman came out and said, I'm shocked by the reaction of Jalen Hurts being drafted by the Eagles and how people think we're going to replace Carson Wentz with Jalen Hurts. So for me, when I hear that a GM is going to be shocked by that reaction, that tells me that he has no idea on how to surround his quarterback with the necessary weapons that he needs. Because the offensive line, Drew, I thought should have been uh, addressed during this offseason. I mean, I know he drafted Andre Dillard the year prior in the first round, but I didn't like him. You I know? mean, to be, well, let's be fair to Howie. He... If I'm correct, Brooks is healthy as the moment of the Brandon Brooks is it, he's not hurt at the moment of the draft. He gets hurt after the draft. Well, it's an old offensive line, but Kelsey he just got re-signed. I mean, that's one of the better offensive linemen in the league. Kelsey's been here. He's been the only consistent point of your line all season. I would argue that if Brooks had stayed healthy, you you would have had a solid O line. It's just been you know, and Lane's out now. If you had Lane and Brandon Brooks and Kelsey, that's you know, three out of your five. That's that's solid, you know, all pro type linemen, even though if they're old, you know, they're older, but they're all pro level in their best parts of their career. 
Right. But I do think that the depth behind the offensive line, given how many injuries have happened to the offensive line, how we should have said something like, Hey, listen, this reason gets hurt all the time. We're shifting guys. There's five guys that need to play on the offensive line. There's no depth behind it. Big V he's off to Detroit. Matt Pryor sucks. I need to draft offensive linemen to protect my quarterback. I, I'm not going to bring in a guy to compete for his spot. I mean, I know Carson Wentz seems a little bit weak-minded. Like, you shouldn't get upset about a team drafting your potential replacement in the second round. Oh, you, like, oh you're, you must be soft-minded. Like, don't worry about it. But for a guy as sensitive, ego-driven, like, these are professional athletes. Mm-hmm. They've been they are so sensitive to one's opinion about their play. I, I don't care what they say. I don't care what people think about my ability, blah, blah, blah. No, clearly you do. And Carson's one of the Carson's downfalls, especially in this spot is that he cares too much. He cares way too much. I mean, and he's got rid of Nick Foles. You got rid of the controversy. And then a year later, you bring in another one. Like, it's not like you brought in Jacob Eason, right? <laughs> you brought in a guy who was a bigger name than your quarterback was when he was in college. Like Jalen, dude, this is the first time where the Eagles drafted a quarterback and I knew he, who he was prior to high school or prior to college. <laughs> I knew Jalen Hurts in high school. Yeah. Like who he was, or I was aware of what he was doing. I mean, he's a blue blood dude. Alabama, yeah. Oklahoma. I mean, do I have to say more? Exactly. And Carson Wentz obviously wasn't a blue blood. Blue blood. Blue blood. <laughs> so. Well, if I, if I can. Himself, he fucked all this up. Well, if I can speak on both of those things, number one, uh, and Carson Wentz has been taglined with the most ridiculous. I don't think it's ridiculous, but it's the most like it, like I haven't ever seen in an interview or like a presser with Carson Wentz a, a real like weak mental state. But all reporting, all sources, everything indicates that Carson Wentz has a weak mental state. And he's been taglined with that for a long time. Right. Just not being able to to be OK with competition. And I think that, you know, that's not a good trait to have in a quarterback. I would rather have Philip Rivers, who, you know, yells and screams all day up and down the block and makes his mistakes. But at least Philip Rivers does not think that anyone's taking his job. You know that, you know, that guy, he's fired up about everything. Um, but if I can address Howie's pick, and, and you've heard this from me before, John, I really think the philosophy of this, I think the Dallas Cowboys, even though they can't win a damn Super Bowl in my lifetime, they won the draft against the Eagles. I think when they selected CD Lamb in the first round, they selected, right, it was taglined as the best player available because Dallas had a lot of other holes, right? Dallas, the secondary was rough. You know, they could have drafted an alignment, other stuff, but they went with a wide receiver, right? And that was, and it, it stole it from the Eagles. They were so fired up. And so then I think in the second round, what Howie Roseman went is we're going to pick the best player on the board. We're not going to pick who fits in our role. We're going to do what Dallas did to us. We're going to pick the best player on the board. And that's what they picked. They, they took Jalen Hurts. That's what everyone knew, right? Is that Jalen Hurts was a talented athletic guy, but nobody was really willing to hand over the keys to their offense to him. Right. But, you know, leave it to Howie to go, well, we're not going to make the same mistake we did last, last draft or last round. We're going to pick the best guy. We're not going to pick a linebacker, you know, cause we'll just get him in the third round. We're going to pick the best available guy. And so I think he got pressed by Jerry Jones and his war room in Dallas. That's my theory. And that's why he selects Hurts. I mean, it's it's clearly one of the most befudd- it's it's one of the most befuddling picks ever. I mean, if you have a better theory, feel free to present it. But it, it is truly befuddling to see. I remember last season. I mean, we were talking about the Eagles all last season. We've been talking about the Eagles for years. Last season, what holes did they have? 
no wide receivers, right? Greg Ward is a practice squad runner, and now he's a, he's a starter, right? They had no wide receivers. Offensive line was beaten, not as bad as this season, but it was still beaten. The secondary was atrocious. Remind you, that was before Darius Slay came. How he could have filled any of those? He could have filled linebacker, you know, and he chose to go in the third round. So it's truly a befuddling pick. Like, do you have a better theory other than the fact that I think that that Howie just went, I'm going to pick the best player in the draft, and it turned out to be the quarterback out of Oklahoma, Jalen Hurts. That's what I so, think. I think the whole the pick the entire time was Jalen Rager. I fully believe that even if CD Lamb was on the board, they're going to grab Jalen Rager. Jalen no Rager. No way. Kai, that's it, <sighs> listen. I'm telling you because if they were going for the best player available, I can't. A guy like me at home can't be the only one that said yes, Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. If the Eagles were going over best player available, they would have grabbed Justin Jefferson. I think they were going for Jalen Rager because they knew they, they needed speed. CeeDee Lamb, yes, he's fast per se, but CD, he's not a big deep threat that CD or that Jalen Rager has the potential to be. What? He's not a it's big weird. deep threat. Jalen Rager's like 5'10. He's not big. No, that's not a deep threat, though. But but he's not like 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 CD can just as, can go just as deep. He's just right. in the slot. He can right. be a deep outside receiver. It's just he, he fits be, in the slot. But that's his not team. his main thing though. That's not his main. That's not what makes him CD Lamb. CD Lamb. What makes CD Lamb CD Lamb is his ability to be a possession receiver. Where he reminded me of DeAndre Hopkins. The Eagles were not trying to get DeAndre Hopkins for some reason, right? They're trying to get the next Deshaun Jackson. That's what they were trying to do. I swear to God, Drew, tr- trust me. I don't know why, but Dude, I, I don't know about Rager being look. that. Like, they I would sooner speed. throw it down the field to John Hightower than Jalen Rager for a deep ball. Like, Jalen Rager doesn't. Like Howie's got to go. That's why Howie has to go because he was looking for one particular trait only. And this is another thing Aaron Moorhead, right? Here's a name that should jog your memory a little bit. Hmm. He was the wide receiver for the Colts a long time ago along with Peyton Manning, right? So Aaron Moorhead played with Jalen Rager's dad in Indianapolis. Jalen Rager's dad, Monte Rager, was a defensive lineman, right? Mm. So when the Eagles hired Aaron Moorhead to be the Eagles wide receiver coach, they said, hey, you know you know Monte Rager, his son's in the draft. What do you know about Jalen? And Aaron Moorhead, I think, or actually not I think, I know, was banging the table for Jalen Rager because of familiarity. Instead of doing their homework during the pandemic, right? This is during the pandemic where Mm -hmm. you don't get a lot of meeting time with prospects, right? Which how it's so stupid how that went down. But I think because of familiarity and Aaron Moorhead knowing Jalen Rager for a while, since he was a baby, basically, Mm -hmm. he said, let's draft this kid. He's got the speed. That's what we need. Yes, CD Lamb might be the better player, but I think CD, I think mm-hmm. Jalen Baker was their pick the entire time. Okay, so we've so we've established that CD was not a jar, right? You're going to say that. You're going to say that they the Eagles were set on Jalen Rager. You know, he had the connection. He knew, you know, his daddy knew so and so. And, you know, it's not right. exactly like that. But it's all about he's connect- a talented player. But, 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 okay, so let's get to the philosophy of the Hurts pick then. So if you can justify the Jalen Rager pick, you say how he was going to go for that all along. Why does he take Jalen Hurts in the second round? So. Another thing, and back in 2012, when the Eagles drafted Nick Foles, right? Nick Foles was not their pick the entire time. You know who was their pick? Whom? Russell Wilson. 
right? Yeah. Yes, 100%. You can what round was Nick Foles drafted in? Third round. Third round, so same as Russ. Same as Russ. I'm sorry. Uh, might have been fourth round, actually. Might have been fourth round. Oh, go ahead, continue. But anyway, so, but the Eagles thought they were going to draft Russell Wilson. That was their guy the entire time. However, they did not think the Seahawks were going to draft him because mm. that year they had signed Matt Flynn to that big fat contract. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember, was that 2012, how old were you? Uh, I mean, only a couple of years younger than you. Yeah, like 13. You're right. I remember the draft. I remember seeing Russ in the living room. I mean, that was the RG3 Andrew Luck draft. That was the yes. first draft that I, that was the one of the better drafts that I've seen in my lifetime, frankly. Oh, really? But, I mean, some of the best quarterbacks came out of that. That is true. My first draft was 2007. Yeah, Jamarcus Russell going first overall. But anyway, um, so 2012 draft, nobody expected the Seahawks to draft Russell Wilson, but they did. And the Eagles were left, oh my God, they took our guy. But then they liked Nick Foles, obviously, and that ended up being a really good decision because we know the rest of that story. But anyway, Howie, because of that day, Howie said, you know what? I really like Jalen Hurts. My quarterback keeps getting hurt. In that playoff game against the Seahawks, against Russell Wilson, my quarterback went down. And who did I have replacing my star quarterback? Josh a McCown. Josh McCown. However, I think if I had Jalen Hurts in that game, I win that game. That's why he drafted Jalen Hurts. Ooh. He did not think the reaction was, oh, my God, why would you draft Jalen Hurts? Is he going to replace Carson? Not to him. He's like, no, this is just in case Carson gets hurt. And then if Jalen gets in the game, he plays well, then I could trade him later. Carson's our guy the entire time. But no, you fucking dumbass, Howie Roseman. That's not how it goes down. That's not how it goes down. I'm sorry, but that's not. I kind of like it. I kind of like your theory, man. I mean, that's that's definitely believable because it's almost ironic how Wentz, uh, an injury-prone quarterback, you know, year in and year out, he's had those moments. You know, last season he was able to go the full season. But, you know, obviously, as you mentioned, gets hurt in that Seahawks game. And so that would be a smart insurance policy. But lo and behold, here we are. Carson Wentz, the most sacked quarterback in the league, and right. he's perfectly healthy. He's the guy taking all the hits, and exactly. his glass body is holding up. How, and he's going to be able to finish the season now. How, how he's probably infuriated because his plan should be working. You know, tattered offensive line. Wentz should have definitely been out with, you know, an ankle sprain or what have you. You know, not wishing that upon him, but, you know, for the sake of our theory here. And then Hertz comes in, and I, I buy that. You build that value in it, right? It's like a quarterback factory where every time Wentz steps out on the line on the factory line one of these guys comes in and you build their value that way I I think that that's interesting and here's another thing too the pick was supposed to be Jeremy Chin the safety right Mm -hmm. I forget what school he went to but it was a small school Mm -hmm. and I'm not sure if you're familiar with Jeremy Chin but he's on the Panthers right now and before he got hurt he was having a great season a lot of people deemed him as defensive rookie of the year Oh, wow. And Jim Schwartz banged the table for Jeremy Chin. Jim Schwartz has more, in some ways, I believe, has more say in personnel than Doug Peterson does. Because think about this. Yes, because Jim Schwartz was hired before Doug Peterson was hired back in 2016. Hmm. He was hired before, but they just didn't announce it because they knew they would get a lot of shit from the media for hiring a defensive coordinator before you sign a head coach. Mm-hmm. You go back, Jim Schwartz was at Doug Pearson's press conference. How that, like, how, why, you, that has never happened before 
where the defensive coordinator is also announced with the head coach. The head coach usually picks the defense coordinator, not yeah, the, yeah. the owner, but that's what happened. The Eagles. You don't. So are you, are you stating that like as a fact, Doug had no influence on Schwartz's hire? Yeah, no, he had no influence. He, no he influence at all, but they don't clash at all as a result of that. That's surprising. I didn't know that actually. Yeah. So, but the thing is Doug Peterson's almost like a yes man, right? Uh-huh. But the fact that Jeremy or the fact that Jim Schwartz said, I want Jeremy Chin and how he said, no, right. I guess Howie was saying, you know what, let me, let me, just in case we get back to the playoffs and Carson can't play anymore. We saw what we can do with a backup quarterback. We can win the Super Bowl with a backup quarterback with this roster. Right. Mm-hmm. Let me draft Jalen Hurts because I can win a playoff game with him. Couldn't he have just picked up like Fitz or, huh? or Jay? Couldn't they even just pick up like Fitzpatrick or Jameis or, or somebody else? They were because part of the. I'm telling you, because they, they learned their mistake from not grabbing Russell Wilson earlier. They could have traded Russell Wilson or kept them, right? They wanted that asset. Mm-hmm. So that's why they went with Jeremy or Jalen Hurts. But I think they went to Doug Peterson and said, listen, who do you want here? Because it's not like they – listen, draft when – when a team drafts a player, it's not that when you draft one, the head coach doesn't like them. No, that's not how it goes down. It goes down where everybody's on board – and they make the pick. It's not, it's just like, mm, I'd rather have Jeremy Chin, but I'm okay with Jalen. Yeah. That's yeah. what happened. I mean, you're in a war room or you're discussing yeah. draft picks. You're obviously, you know, everybody can yeah. imagine themselves in that situation. You got to, you know, give and take. It's a compromise amongst staff and personnel. Exactly. exactly. It's not like everybody's banging the fucking table for <laughs> the one guy, unless they had the first overall pick. But in yeah. that spot, Howie said, hey, guys, here's the situation. The, the situation I presented to you, what if we had Jalen? Instead of in Josh, playoff game. probably win. Yeah. And in that room's like, okay, I love Jeremy Chin, but just in case we're doing it in that situation, all right, let's pull the trigger on J- Jalen Hurts. I guess so. Yeah. So, you, I mean, in theory, what we're discussing is if 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 Carson Wentz had gotten hurt this year, maybe you know how he really could have accomplished what he's trying to accomplish. But, right. however, uh, just just to kind of wrap this all up in a neat bow, I still mm-hmm. think it's irresponsible of a GM to, you know, predicate a draft pick based on of on an injury or something of that regard, right? Where what we're discussing free, yes. It, it it malfunctioned because Carson didn't get hurt. So essentially, you know, how he's basically counting on Carson to get hurt, which isn't a bad bet, but like, you know, it didn't happen and now <laughs> controversy like we're saying, dude. Right. Uh here, all right. So so we talked about, you know, this up and down with the draft philosophy, everything. Can let's get into like what we think is gonna happen with the Hertz project. I'm interested uh, to what you, what you have to, to say about his performance. I, I, I think that he's going to get thwacked by this. I think the saints are really going to come at his throat and I think that he's mobile, but I think what people underestimate is Carson Wentz is also mobile too. People were like Jalen Hurts came into that Packers game and they went, Oh, look at Jalen. He's so mobile. And yeah, he ran for a couple firsts. I, I get that. But Carson has run for first too. Carson is gutsy with his legs as well. So I don't necessarily think Sean Payton and the saints are going to be, taken aback by this new dimension to the Eagles offense, I think through and through, and I've said this for weeks now, for a long time, even when the Eagles are favored to win the division, they're not a good football team through and through, you know, they're not good overall. So that just makes me think that their backup coming in, isn't going to make enough of a difference for them to, you know, overcome the hump that is, you know, the saints. What do you think? Yeah. So I don't think they'll be surprised by Jalen Hurts's ability because they go up against Taysom Hill every practice mm-hmm. prepared for this. So 
I don't think the Saints are going to be caught by surprise or with their pants down, however that saying goes. Um, but as far as Jalen Hurts in this offense, I wouldn't be surprised if he has if he's a better fit than Carson. Because mm. Carson has some injuries, right? But the thing is, Jalen, he's uh, he's ignorant. And it, this is a good part of ignorance because remember I said this to you before. Ignorance is a bliss, right? Mm-hmm. What he has. He's so mm-hmm. innocent right now. He's yep. like a baby. He doesn't know how bad the world is. <laughs> yep. Carson Wentz does. Because Carson Wentz, the reason why he's struggling so much, he does not trust that offensive line with anything, dude. Like, even if there was a little birdie out there, Carson is such a, a lover of animals, despite him shooting them and hunting them down. He wouldn't even trust that offensive line to protect the bird. He hates that offensive line. Anytime there is any like movement along the defensive line, getting inching closer to Carson, Carson freaks out. He panics way too easily. He's got Jamin Brown uh, PTSD from Ravens week. Jamon, Jamon, my apologies. That's all right, but he's an idiot though. So <laughs> he got he got sent home by the team security guard Dom DeSangro. What a beast that guy, Big Dom. But anyway, <laughs> um, but I think that's why Carson has struggled though. And because of that, I think Jalen's going in there saying, okay, this offensive line sucks, but I'm fresh. I'm trying to prove something. He's on a mission to get that starting job. Because if you look at the face that Jalen Hurts had when he was drafted by the Eagles, he was like, like his fan or his family was happy because he got drafted. But it seemed like only Jalen understood the situation he was walking into. He was like, how am I ever going to start? With this guy that just got signed to a hundred million contract. Yeah, Carson Wentz is the franchise. So, so what? I'm going to be a backup again? Well, that's why the Eagles love him, though, because he was such a good backup to Tua mm-hmm. when, it, when he got benched in that yeah. national championship game. Exactly. I don't know. Okay, so, but you know, you're saying you know you think it'll be improved with Hurst, the offense overall. So, right. so I, let me let me. I wouldn't be surprised if he has a better performance. Okay, so let me just break down a, a few a few issues that I have that I don't think have anything to do with quarterback play. Let's start with Travis Fulgham, right? The invisible man. It seems like, you know, he went on that six game tear and I literally said verbatim, I said, Travis Fulgham has done this enough times to the point where this is proven to me that he can do it on a consistent basis. Lo and behold, here we are. He's on a milk carton, right? right? He's completely MIA. And I, I don't blame Carson for that. Frankly, I don't blame Carson for Alshon's lack of separation either. You know, what do you think uh, is the issues there? Because Hertz, you know, he's going to throw a lot of picks if if Fulgham, if if Alshon, if if Rager, if they can't get the separation, you know, on those Saints DBs. Like, what do you think is the issue there, and how does Hertz help fix it when he replaces once? So this is where I'm going to go back to what you completely disagree with, because there's a new voice in the huddle, right? And because now Doug sees the ability that Jalen Hurts has. And the innocence per se that he has, he's going to be calling plays that he wishes he could call for Carson, but he knows he couldn't because he couldn't. What is a, okay, give me an example of a play he can't call for Carson because Carson was rolling out of the pocket in the first half of that Green Bay game. All right, so I, I mean, obviously, I don't know their playbook per yeah, se. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me an example of something where you go more independence with Hertz than you would have with Wentz. So check this out. So Carson can't throw the deep ball. That throw uh, to Dallas Goddard, that was all scheme. That I, I yeah. credit to Dallas Goddard for running a nice route. He shook out the safety. The safety that was guarding him fell. That's why he was so wide open. Oh, I didn't see that part. But oh, I, he juked him out actually. Oh, okay. 
But I think the design of the play got him open as well, though. Mm-hmm. Because for you to be one-on-one with the safety, Dallas Gardner is a big motherfucker. Yeah. He, he'll, he'll catch that ball. And he, he could run for a guy his size. Yes, sir. But I think the throw was just such a bad throw where Doug was like, oh, my God, I can't. This guy. And that was a good throw. Maybe Jalen is back there. And that's a touchdown. And we're mm-hmm. back in this game 100%. Right? Because like you said, they didn't score. So that's when that's a play where I think Doug is like, I could call that play and feel confident in my quarterback to make that throw and to eventually score. What are we yeah. saying though about Carson Wentz when we assume this? Are we assuming that he is like just useless as a that he's just a game manager? If he cannot throw a ball, you know, I don't know where they were at. I think they were on like their 10 or something. And you know what? He's getting pressured. He's definitely getting kind of like pushed back. He had to kind of throw it off his back foot, if I remember correctly. But if he can't throw like a 40 yard ball, like, what are you saying? You're saying that you you just have an inept guy taking up your cap. I mean, that's ridiculous. And I agree. I mean, Hertz came in, he threw that dime to who was it? Jalen. Oh, that was a beautiful dime. Jalen, like not even the touchdown throw, his first deep bomb. I mean, that was a dime, man. I I mean, continue on with with, with what you're saying. I, I just think. Like, is, is that, does that mean we're acknowledging that Wentz literally cannot throw like a, to an ISO receiver on the perimeter? He's always had struggles throwing the perimeter deep ball. I can't like, disagree there. I can't say that he's commonly doing that. I don't see that a lot on his highlights. No, they don't. No, they don't throw the deep ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can't. The, the offensive line doesn't give them enough time to throw the ball like that. Well, but- I mean. I mean, you go back to week one, uh, 2019, week one, 2019, Redskins, Eagles, right? That's Deshaun. that's Wentz throwing the deep ball to Deshaun, right? That's he Deshaun. can do. Can he do that still? But Deshaun was in the middle of the field, though. True. True. I'll give you that. He like was he, not outside the numbers. Yeah, he was not. out. He was inside the numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, All right. But I'm just saying, like, man, and this is the thing. Is I, I, I try to you we start off the show and you go, oh, you know, Drew, you try to be unbiased. You know, you're a Dallas Cowboys fan. I, I tried to rationalize with Eagles fans at WHIP all the time. I say, hey, listen, man, I was in your shoes once, too. You remember Dak Prescott's second year when Zeke was hurt? You know, Amari wasn't there. They had no wide receivers. People talk about Dak Prescott like he can't throw the ball. You know, I was I was getting my ass kicked every single week by you on air because, you know, Wentz is Wentz at that point. And he's coming off an MVP type season and Dak can't even throw, you know, he can't even get the ball downfield. The offense is stagnant. His confidence right? was shook. It was completely shook right now. Where are we? Dak is, is a, is a, he's a perennial, you know, he is a top, a top. He's hurt. He's at home. He's, he's hurt, but he's, he's in a wheelchair, but, but every single game he's demonstrating his value to his team. Right. And the way that he was able to spread the ball down the field and how, how he has developed as a passer, him and Amari, how they've connected. Right. So, so that's what I tried to tell the Eagles fans is like, I was like, Hey, like my team was struggling really badly too. And you know, everybody in the whole world thought it was Dak Prescott's fault. Dak Prescott can't do this. He can't do that. You know, he's not a thrower. He's a game manager, yada, yada, yada. Things come around. He gets Amari, you know, they round out the team. Zeke comes back. Dak is fine. And, and now it's Zeke's fault on my team, right? Now I truly believe Zeke is the culprit. It's not, it's not Dak. Dak is here to stay. So you know, you know, people are so quick to abandon the franchise QB and, and blame it all on the QB. But a lot of the times, like the smoke clears, we raise the curtain and it's like, wow, your team was just bad. And once your team got good, the quarterback played a lot better. And I feel like it's that simple. And it's not like Hertz coming in is going to, you know, is, is that effective because the Eagles are down bad. But I would have like once again, I'll circle back to it, John. I would have given 
went this Saints game and the Cardinals game to, to prove it. I still think he's a talent and, and he could do it. You know, some of the throws, some of the, the plays that he's made this season still emanate old Carson Wentz. And that's me, you know, coming from a Carson Wentz hater, fighting a Carson Wentz apologist day in and day out. I don't know. I don't know, man. No, I, now, let me ask you this. Is Carson done in Philadelphia? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, a little Eagles fan nine, nine question. I, I don't think so. Like, I think people are trying to manufacture this indie thing. I like, yeah. I, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure that if you called up Frank Reich and you told him first round pick for Carson Wentz, I'm not sure if he'd give you that. I think Frank Reich would go. I've taken this old Philip Rivers dude. I think they would take it, Drew. I think they would. You think they would take Wentz? They would give up a first for Wentz? Yeah. I, think, I don't I disagree. I think the Eagles can get a first round pick for Wentz because it, think about it. As bad as he is, first round quarterbacks always get a second shot, a third shot, and a fourth shot. I mean, yeah. look at Sam Bradford. <laughs> like how many shots did he get? He got, just, he's been dude, he's had multiple first round picks invested in him. Multiple. Mm-hmm. And he has never won a playoff game, never even played yeah. it, or he has played in a playoff game. He's never even won a playoff game. Yeah. But, and that's the thing. If Frank Reich says, damn it, Chris Ballard, I did well with Carson Wentz. I, I won 13 games with him or 11 games with him. Bring his ass in here. I think Frank Reich is smarter than that. I'm, I'm, I'm making an emphasis on Frank Reich's personality. I think Frank Reich is, you have to look at his situation. Philip Rivers, John, and for much as we have argued over Philip Rivers, he's not good this season. No, he's, he's playing not. on a he's playing on a team that 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 game plans really well around him. He's got good young weapons, you know that that he can give it to when they're healthy. I mean, I like Pittman and I and I like Wilkins and, and all them. Um, but you know, and and an excellent defense. To me, if I'm the Colts, I just go full speed ahead, man. We can plug almost any quarterback in the league here. We don't got to give up our first rounder for this guy who's going to get hurt. Like, I think Frank Reich goes, I can game plan with any quarterback in the goddamn league. I can take any dude and make him look like a stud. And I can take the Colts with this defense. I can use this offense. Dude, what have they done? They outscored the Packers. They beat the Packers 34-31, beat the Titans. in, in a MVS fumbled the ball, though. If he hadn't fumbled, the Packers win that game. Dude, don't talk to me about MVS. MVS is one of the most maddening. I'm so glad I'm not a Packers fan. That's probably the most maddening wide receiver in the NFL. Ryan Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, he like he like drops the best the best throw one second, and the next the next second he's impressing you up and down the field. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's annoying. Um, but uh, going back to my uh about what frank reich frank reich like i I just think that he's smart i think that he believes that he could plug in a a number of players and he doesn't have to give up that type of capital for carson once he used that first rounder on on whatever he could make his offense better he can add another stud to his defense i mean you know who cares here's another thing when this when the colts lose their defensive coordinator this year to a head coaching job because matt eberflus i think that's how you pronounce his name He's going to get a head coaching job somewhere. And teams that lose their defensive coordinators typically don't do well. I mean, even offensive coordinators. Like when you have to get a new coach in there, a new head guy to run that side of the ball, they're not, teams aren't going to recover well from that. But if he does go somewhere else, I think, or I think Frank Reich says to himself, hey, listen, I had success with this guy, Chris Ballard, the first round pick, a late first round pick, a first round pick in the 20s takes for us to get this guy. 
why not? Let's take a shot on it. All right. So, so let's get the answer I mean, from you. I need to take over this team with my offense instead of relying on my defense all the time. So you're saying that Carson Wentz has played his last snap as an Eagle, that that throw to Goddard was his last completion as an Eagle. Yeah. I don't, I think he might get in because Jalen hurts. I think Jalen hurts could get hurt. Uh-huh. The okay. So let's say, is this Carson Wentz's last season in Philadelphia to make the question more simplistic? It's weird because I keep going back and forth. You, if you ask me right now, I would say, yeah, it's probably his last season in Philadelphia. But if you ask me in five minutes, because I have ADD, <laughs> I could say, no, nah, he's coming back. <laughs> I'm so on the fence about it. When I tweeted that out, a gut feeling tells me he just played his last down. That might just be a knee jerk reaction. When I tweeted that, then it might've been just a knee jerk reaction. But then I think about it. It can be true because I go back to Doug Peterson is trying to save his job. If Doug Peterson was given security about his job, Carson Wentz would continue to be the starting quarterback. But if he's feeling some heat, he's got to start. That's why he's starting Jalen Hurts. He's trying to save his job. I think his job is on the line here. Mm -hmm. And that's a shame because I wouldn't fire Doug. I'd just fire how his bitch ass. It's almost ridiculous to me, too, if we're talking about Doug's – Doug's job security. We got to wrap this up soon. Cause I mean, we've been going, we've been going, going on this, but, um, uh, another thing talking to Eagles fans, talking with people at WHIP, et cetera, et cetera. The amount of people, John, that want Peterson's head for little to no reason shocks me. I understand the Miles Sanders touches are bad. I understand that some the of the plays plan has been bad. Some of the game plans have been rough, right? I'll totally give you that up and down the street. Right. The dude won a Super Bowl three years ago. And don't come at me with Frank Reich. Frank no, Reich. There. Trust Frank- me. I am, I am so against the Frank Reich mantra, dude. I <laughs> hate that people give Frank Reich so much credit. All of it. They give him all of it. Like, he yeah, just, it is so. He didn't call the plays. <sighs> here's, okay, so here's my thing, too. Is it's, Once again, I bring the Dallas Cowboys perspective to the conversation. What did I have to deal with for year in and year out, John? Jason Garrett, the mediocrity of Jason Garrett, right? He was plaguing my franchise, his terrible timeouts, you know, the clapper, his awful game plans, you know, that was the reason why my team was underachieving, right, John? But here we are in a year, Jason Garrett's gone. He's completely gone. The whole staff is gone. Hey, I thought it was way worse than that. I I, I knew Jason Garrett was bad, but I thought it was more than just Jason Garrett. Yeah, yeah, obviously Jerry. Yeah, I understand Jerry's angle, but but I'm saying for the national media's perspective, it it was Jason Garrett, Jason Garrett, Jason Garrett. He needs to be fired. Where are we now with Mike McCarthy, a Super Bowl winning head coach? It's it's just it's just as bad. It's I just told bad. you, dude. I called it though. I but told like you, it's bad. But that's what I'm saying is that these <laughs> fans going, Peterson needs to be fired. It's that's not. It's, it's, he's not the problem. I mean, Jason Garrett. I'm still glad that Garrett is gone, and I oh. I personally am not a fan of firing McCarthy. I, I don't. I'd fire him. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't think that that's fair. I don't think that that's a fair assessment. I, we won't get into that right now, but. Like, I just think Eagles fans are so short-sighted. You literally were holding the Lombardi like two years ago. Like Three. like two and a half years ago, the Lombardi is in Philadelphia and you're going to go, we got to get rid of this guy. Like Philly fans just don't think about, well, if you get rid of your coach, who's the next coach? Like, exactly. Can, That's you nail, why. can you nail Eric Benenemy? I don't know if you can in Philadelphia. He I might go someplace. I think you can get Eric Benenemy because this is, you have a, an advantage. Say, let's say Doug gets fired. Is this an attractive job? As far as a head coach perspective, I think it is because you have a, an owner in Jeffrey Lurie who was willing to do almost anything for your success, right? And also, 
when you talk to Eagles fans, Drew, you talk to Eagles fans who are not knowledgeable. And this is not me taking a shot at Philly fans. This is just me saying that their passion gets in the way of their head. It's almost like when a guy is going out trying to get some tail, he's thinking with his wee-wee and his head, right? So he settles with that ugly chick, you know, and it's just not a good situation. You regret it the next morning. Dude, no, dude, Doug, no. Dougie, Dougie P is that comfort. Dougie P is yes. that coming home from work at 9 p.m. and snuggling on the couch and watching right. How I Met Your Mother. That's Dougie P for me. And the Eagles, they're just so tired of, of being taken. They want to be single and, and be in the market again yes. and, and be fresh and new. But like, yes. like that's not, in my opinion, that's not, you know, when we're talking about this, like I, if, if I have to make a, a decision, like, yeah, at the end of the season, I want to cut ties with Howie, but I want to keep Doug and Carson, you know, unless what you've implicated, I know you feel this way too. If either Doug or Carson has some negative thought about working together in the future, that's where there's really problems. Right. But if Doug and Carson are able to stick it out and there's an understanding on why Doug benched Wentz, right. then I think they need to move on as a duo because they absolutely still have potential. It's not to the point where I'm thinking, you know, you could do better on the open market than these two guys. You know, there's right. still a lot of um, moving parts in the situation. Now, let me ask you this real quick question. Then I have another question after this. How is the relationship going to be with Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz moving forward? Is it going to be awkward? <laughs> All right? It can't like, be awkward. No, you got to be professionals about it, right? You, Carson understands. Because Carson. Carson, Carson understands all the layers that we're discussing here, plus some, right? He understands a whole bunch of it. If there's some behind the scenes that we're not getting, you know, that, then, then, you know, call me a fool. You know, I'm, I'm speaking, yada, yada, yada. But Carson understands what this is. He understands it's not just about Doug going, I think Jalen is better than you. Like, there's a lot of moving parts here. You know, maybe, you know, Carson Wentz is out here to prove, too, that he's going to be supportive, right? He's the guy that, you know, clapped for Nick Foles. He helped game plan him for the Super Bowl. Totally and yada, yada. Yada, yada. And, and what and, compare situations like that, but no, no, no. But let, get, let me get to this. Yeah, go, he go. never got rewarded for that. What he got rewarded for was, was fans saying Carson Wentz has a weak mental image. I, Carson Wentz is trying to do is he wants to prove, Hey, like I'm, I'm, I'm good with this. Like I, I'm okay with this and I can do this and I'm committed to the Eagles. I don't think he's like a diva or someone that's going to, to take this. I think that he knows the cameras are going to be on him. Every time Jalen makes a good play, he knows that he's going to do what a good teammate does. I, John, one play, Jalen Hurts runs out of bounds. Guess who sprints over to pick him up? It's Carson Wentz, out of the frame, out of nowhere. And I watch that because I know Carson knows that the media and, and everything that's watching him is watching every single move he does on the sideline, and he's going to try his best to prove to everyone, I don't have a weak mental health. I understand this move, and I'm going to play nice with Doug and the whole Eagles organization. All right. Let me say this, and we'll close it out. Oh, wait. We, your team has a game tonight. Yes, the Cowboys and the Ravens. Excited about it or not? Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I think um, I think it's going to be really competitive. I think it's going to be really interesting. Like, I, and I, I don't know what to expect from Lamar. It's been rough, but I think the Cowboys' defense will step up significantly more than wow. they have. All right, I still think the Ravens win, but uh, I'm just excited to have football on a Tuesday night. <laughs> yep. But let me close out. Close this out because I know you said you got to go, but let me just vent to you for a little bit. Let me vent to our listeners. This is the second time where I feel stupid. I feel duped. I feel like I got tricked. Hmm. The first time I got tricked was when we realized Chip Kelly was not going to be the coach for the Eagles for 
that was going to give us the Super Bowl. I was com- fully convinced that Chip Kelly was going to be the guy to bring us that Super Bowl. And then when it didn't work out, I felt so stupid. I was like, wow, I was so sure about it. But when Carson Wentz, what he did in 2017, bro, I thought we were talking about my quarterback in 2030. Not 2020. I'm talking about 2030. This son of a bitch is going to be the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles and maybe potentially have a dynasty with us. I thought he was going to be our Peyton Manning. I thought he was going to be our Tom Brady. I thought he was going to be that guy. I thought he was going to be the best player that this franchise has ever seen. And man, dude, I'm just so sad. Mm. I feel bad for Carson because how he's a complete idiot. I feel bad for Carson because he got married and had a kid. That's great. But I feel bad that that has taken over his life more than his job. I know I sound selfish as a fan, but that sucks too, because I've seen, I obviously other players get married and they still continue to perform well. But here's another thing. Aaron Rodgers is not married. <laughs> He's a single guy. He rides the bachelor. <laughs> Mahomes is married. Mahomes put the ring on after the Super He's Bowl. Because that girl <laughs> is not even that. Like she's, oh, she's terrible. All right, John. All but right. anyway, I, that's the thing. I, I just feel bad. Like, when he got benched, I was tearing up, man. I, Aww. I, it felt like a funeral. It literally felt like Carson Wentz died when, <laughs> when he was on the side. Like, I'm not kidding. Like it was, I, I mean, honestly, dude, I, I bought his Jersey a few times. I, he's my profile picture on Twitter. Like, you know, when you, as a fan, you just attach yourself to a player and you defend them. Like you're like, you know him. And Carson has no idea who the hell I am. No idea. Like nothing. But it's so sad when something like that happens and you're so sure about something like a hundred percent. And it's just complete. And it's a complete flop. I feel so dumb. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the, and I'm not going to lie. That's part of the reason why I want him to start because I don't want to be duped again. I want mm-hmm. him to be my quarterback. No, no, I totally vibe with that, man. That's so sad. That's I'm going to tear up from, from your spiel. I mean, you know, listen, I got two options. I could be very nice and sensitive to you, John, or I could say that, Hey, I mean, I spent all of 2017, 18, 19 telling you, Mr. Hero ball, Mr. Hero ball. He's not going to last. He likes to play hero ball. And what do we have this season? Carson Wentz playing hero ball all the way to the damn bench, man. I got it. Listen, if you're going to give your cry and you're going to give your vent about, I defended this guy. Well, then I got to have my victory lap because i shit on this guy for for year in and year out but your victory lap should only be like valid if dak prescott ends up being good Dak prescott is better than carson wentz undoubtedly right now yes but he had a horrific leg injury one where i don't know if he could ever come back from it oh come on that's a bad injury man well, but like, I mean, like whether regardless of what happens with Dak, Dak, number one, has had a successful career he, thus far. I mean, for his first four years or whatever, it's it's been solid. You know, he's he, and I'm not saying he's he's gone to heaven and earth, but I'm saying it's been solid. What I'm saying is that in our arguments about Wentz, right. I said, man, I said, this guy, he's talented. He's a talent, John. But when you sat there and you go, I think the top two quarterbacks in the league are Aaron Rodgers. And then Carson Wentz. No. I, I laughed. I berated you. And I will never forget that day because it was I the ultimate Dan, Dan Orlovsky. You said, which quarterbacks I'd rather have moving forward. No, you said top two. You said Wentz is two. No, Rodgers I, mean, I never put Wentz as number one in the league. I you have put him at never. two. You put him at two. I said Wentz at two. 
and Rogers at one. That's what you said. You said that, John. You said that, and that will forever be. I don't know if I believe that. I'll go find the file. I'll go listen to all of our shows. Go find the file. But, dude, oh, I can't believe it. My boy Wentz. (laughs) R.I.P. So you want to end the show on on that uh, that teary note? No, obviously no. I just... What's our what's our what's our prediction? Uh, let's end it on this. What's our prediction for the Eagles season? Right, they're at three eight and one right now. We got Saints. What? I think what's our yeah we can do that sure, but I think to end it we should say what will happen to Carson Wentz. Okay, and we'll reply to it. Okay. All right. So for the season, I think Jalen only wins one game for the rest okay. of the season. Okay. That's fair. I, I'd, I'd agree with that. Probably like the Washington game. Washington game. Something like Dallas. that. He'd be Dallas, actually. Disagree. But <laughs> <laughs> um, What will happen to Carson Wentz in yes. the future? I'm going to I'm going to stick with my gut feeling, which is I don't think he'll be in another uniform. I think that he's going to remain an Eagle and the Eagles are going to run it back next year with, you know, obviously added health. They're going to be returning, you know, guys that are that have been hurt this year um and obviously sign and try to get in the draft and so i think carson wentz will remain an eagle at least for next season he will be the starter next season game one of 2021 if the world even is uh, spinning or, or what have you and nfl's going i think carson wentz remains an eagle uh the the layers of the situation i don't know i imagine jalen has to be gone if carson is an eagle right so i don't i don't know how that ends up like i can't imagine that in my head but i just can't see him on the colts i can't see him you know being traded with that massive deal it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me so carson wentz started for the eagles next season that's my call on record wow so okay i like that on record right now like i told you i have add (laughs) my i'm switching my uh decision here i think carson wentz Played his last down as an Eagle this year. I don't think he comes back. I, I, I don't think he'll be playing another down for the rest of the season, as long as Jalen Hurts stays healthy. But next year, there's going to be a quarterback competition. I think they're going to try to trade him, but there's going to be no suitors, right? Mm-hmm. If they do trade him, they'll get a first-round pick for it. Because I don't think the Eagles are going to settle for anything less. Yeah, that's a tough sell. Yeah. But anyway, I think he comes back right now at, what time is it? 3.59, December 8th. 2020, I think he comes back 2021. He and Jalen Hurts will have a quarterback competition. We'll see who starts. So you, so you're agreeing with me? Carson Wentz is on the roster next year. Yeah, just based on that contract. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's hard to move. I mean, that, it, that's a 34 million dollar cap hit if you trade him. It's yeah. a 60 million dollar cap hit if you get rid of him just by outright releasing him. Isn't it just it's it's basically stupid for them to even like cut him now. They would have to wait a whole season for it to even be worthwhile, right? Well, they they have to if they really want to cut him, they have to wait till 2022 for the 24 million dollars. Exactly, cash. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So they're they're in proverbial, you know, yeah. monopoly jail right now with with Carson Wentz's contract. Right. Oh, uh, but but that's a good that's a good emergency pod. That's a good solid hour uh, of emergency pod action, John. I was happy to to hop on you real quick, but I do have to get back to finals because some of us are still kiddos that have to study hard in class. And yeah, graduate. Oh, man, I forgot. <laughs> I'm in the real world and you're still in the bubble. <laughs> the bubble, <laughs> the NBA bubble. I'm down here just enjoying being a child. Yeah, but have fun uh, baking those calzones and all that. I appreciate that. Thanks, man. And have fun making that project. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs>
All right. Well, that's all the time for us on Philly versus the world. Shout out Chris Kofsky. Of course, he couldn't make it for today's emergency pod. Kind of put it together last second, but I'm sure next episode we'll have all three of the co-hosts together. So for myself and John Eliano, we wish you a good day and we'll see what happens with the Jalen Hurts experiment.